When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay, let's do this. Okay. All right. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki, and I'm here tonight with Lauren Smith. She is returning, so I'm super excited about that. Um, we didn't get to talk about everything that we had planned to talk about last last time, um, and we were kind of wanting to do a special episode about paranormal experiences. So go ahead and say hi, Lauren. <laughs> Sorry I took so much time. Hello. That's okay. Hello. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me back on. Um, I'm a weird, weird kid. So I just got a lot of weird stuff to talk about. One episode did not do it. <laughs> oh, no, I totally get it. Like that was that was the first thing. Um, so first, first off, I want to mention that tomorrow night, which is actually when you guys hear this, it'll be tonight. So Friday night, we are doing a watch party on Twitch. And basically, mm-hmm. if you have a Prime account, Amazon Prime account, um, I think you can participate. I've never done it before, so bear with me if there are any technical difficulties. But we're going to be watching (laughs) Hellier, which is the documentary that Lauren recommended. Um, So I'm super excited about that. I'm, like, really excited. And you guys will be able to see my reactions real time on my really horrible ancient MacBook webcam. So anyway, that'll be... You're going to love it. It, I'm so excited about it. It's really good. And like when somebody, the first person that told me about it, um, he was talking about black eyed kids and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, uh, I was like, I'll, I'll watch it, I guess. And, and so I was driving to Kentucky actually, and was watching it just to pass the time. And I realized that it's about Kentucky goblins and like all this, you know, interdimensional stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. this is so yes. good. Oh my gosh. I regret not watching this sooner. I'm so sorry. And he was like, yeah, I told you that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited to watch it. And I actually, I was talking to one of my real good friends, Priscilla. Um, she was telling me that there's, I think there's like a new Ted Bundy documentary on Prime, possibly. Another one? Yes, I think there's another one. And it made me think of that meme where it's like, I now know more about Ted Bundy than anyone in my family. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like I I think they they made so many documentaries about him. It's kind of crazy, but but yeah. Yes, I actually just watched a new one over the Golden State Killer, where they you know eventually caught him. Like it mm. was so good. Oh my gosh! So um, I saw that yeah. they're making uh, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" into a docu series, I guess. Which like I listened to the audio book of that, and that mm-hmm. was oh my god, she was such a good writer. Like she was. It, it, yeah. If you have not listened to it, I highly recommend it in audiobook format. Like, it's really, really good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Definitely. But um, so anyway, um, into into the paranormal we go. Um, one of the things yeah. that I was going to ask you, because I know that this was true for me as a child. Were you like a spooky kid? 
I was for sure. So my mom, I think I mentioned this on the last show, but recap, my mom, uh, I come by my weirdness completely naturally uh, because my mom was actually a paranormal researcher when I was growing up. That is um, so cool. So I know, So she, when she was little, she could see ghosts and spirits and she would see these things. I mean, just real enough that she would tell her mom about it, like, Mama, who's that man sitting in the living room? And she can still to this day describe exactly what this guy was wearing and, you know, stuff like that. And so I guess when she grew up, she kind of really got into it there for a while, just um, ghost hunting, basically. So, you know, I grew up with just a really open-minded, just open mind about paranormal stuff. So, I mean, and I loved ghost stories. I loved, you know, like you mentioned, goosebumps and, Uh um, I used to have this book. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It was like scary ghost stories to read before bed or something like was that. Was it scary stories and to tell in the dark? Yeah, maybe that was it. Oh, I think that was I it. I was obsessed yes. with those. Was, oh, my God. Yes. Like the very first story I think in it is about this like creature that is like it's walking in front of the fireplace and it just like melts into the floor or something. And it's oh like a gosh. rat creature. And that's yeah scared the ever living at me but I loved it right <laughs> and I had a oh, yeah. really overactive imagination oh, as a I, child. I still do but like same as a kid it was really bad and um but I I don't I've always had an open mind to the paranormal and everything like that so I never really had and you um, you grew up in Oklahoma didn't you um I grew up between Oklahoma and Texas so my okay, parents so... divorced when I was one mm-hmm. so um we moved to Texas and I would come visit in Oklahoma so so um, it's, it's kind of like Oklahoma, I guess yeah oh god I love Texas so much like one of my favorite places <laughs> in the entire world is Fort Worth like I love Fort Worth so much it's I, I just love really? it yeah um, I need to, I have, oh, I miss I Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I miss like going places like we did in the before time. <laughs> right. Yeah. The before time. Exactly. Oh yeah. It's, it's so appropriate. <laughs> it's so like, dramatic, but true. It is. Yeah. I actually, the first time I heard someone use that was Marissa was doing a live, uh, live stream writing group thing. And she said before time. And I was like, Oh my God, that is exactly what it is. It's the before time. This is crazy. But it is. Yeah. Oh my God. I I think it's interesting that you grew up in, in this area, like Oklahoma, Texas, that kind of area and had Mm -hmm. a parent that was so open-minded about this stuff, because I think that's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of people who grow up in Oklahoma don't really get exposed to until they're maybe a teenager or a little bit older. Um, I can remember even when I was, oh, probably like 18 or 19, the first time I ever went to nature's treasures, like Um, I remember that my mom didn't want me to talk about it with anyone because she was like, people are not going to be okay with this. Like you need to not, you need to be careful about who you say stuff to about this. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, and I feel like I kind of was, um, the same way. Like I grew up in a household that was not, it wasn't like the kind of household where you couldn't watch Harry Potter because it was witchcraft. Like. You know, that kind of, yeah, yeah. but oh, I definitely had friends. I definitely had friends that, you know, they could not watch Harry Potter. They could not watch Lord of the Rings. Like that was all evil Mm -hmm. and bad and um, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So I think it's, I think it's really cool that you grew up in like the Oklahoma, Texas area and your mom was so in tune with this. And, you know, because of that, Mm -hmm. she felt that it's, it's just a normal part of life. And so 
I think that's a really unique perspective, probably. It, it is. And it's, you know, translated over into me raising my kids. Like, if my kids tell me, um, actually, I, my four-year-old, he was two at the time, and he told me, um, Mama, uh, Charlie's, Charlie's talking to me and I can't go to sleep. Oh, and wow. I just kind of looked at him. And I'm like, okay. I said, who is Charlie? And he's like, Charlie's on my bed and I can't go to sleep. He's painting my walls. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm trying not to freak out. I'm like, okay, so what does Charlie do? And he goes, Charlie goes like this. And he made this like rambling motion with his hands and feet. Like, mm-hmm. and he goes, he said he goes up the walls. Oh, my oh, gosh. my gosh. <laughs> it was so creepy. And I oh. look at this kid and I'm like, what is Charlie doing right now? Um, and he's mm-hmm. painting the walls. And I'm like, what color? And he's like, red. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> this child is two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's two. He knows, oh. He's never seen red rum or right. um, the shiny. Like, yeah. He has no idea. He doesn't even know he's being creepy. Oh um, you know, stuff like that. So we have, um, I've, I've like carried it on. It was very accepted in my family to openly talk about ghosts and feelings. And if you saw something, you were expected to, you know, um, like growing up, if I saw a shadow or something like that, I'd say, Mm -hmm. Hey mama, I just saw someone walk by the window or, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And it was very well received. She was very open and supportive, you know, and I didn't feel, you know, she never downplayed it. She never said, Oh, that, that was your imagination. Oh, you had a bad dream, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. She would tell me, you know, like, okay, do you feel protected? Do you want me to say a blessing over you? You know, stuff like that. Oh, that's and amazing. to this day, I call her to help me bless my house. Oh, if that's I feel awesome. kinky, if I feel like there's stuff in my house, I call her and I'm like, Mama, will you help me bless my house? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, uh, I've only I've only done that. I think maybe once or twice um, Mm -hmm. to like get rid of some negative energy experiences and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But that is so cool that you have that kind of relationship with your mom. I think that I know for a fact that there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have talked to me that do not have that kind of relationship with their family. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, there was a meme going around that was like about being stuck in quarantine with like normal people and how um, mm-hmm. this, it's the it's the picture of the guy who went to the party dressed as the Baba Duke and it turned out to not be a yeah. costume party and he's so he's just like sitting there and it's kind of like that yeah. for people who are stuck right now you know with their families that are like okay this isn't real or oh this isn't you know this is stupid like why mm-hmm. why are you interested in this so I think that's that's so that's, awesome. It's hard. Oh, and yeah. not all of my family is accepting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad, he's very, he's mainstream. He's pretty normal. Um, he doesn't really have that open mind mm-hmm. mindset at all. He, yeah. um, you know, he, he'll scoff or chuckle about it. Um, but his mom, my Oma, who recently passed, mm-hmm. um, she was very accepting of it and very into spirituality and um, you know, meditation and, and really she, so she was a Reiki healer and she taught Mm -hmm. me how to lay hands and, um, how to become a healer and how to center myself and clear my chakras. And I mean, Mm -hmm. she taught me all of that. Oh, that's really Um, cool. So I just, it's always amusing to me that my dad is 
just like the opposite of her and mm-hmm. you know that's her son like, oh yeah yeah me, but um oh yeah but I remember yeah, she oh go ahead go ahead <laughs> I was gonna say she was just she's you know another strong woman figure in my life and mm-hmm. why I am the way I am um, awesome. and so whenever she was passing um towards the end I showed up and she had just like been really out of it because of the medication and she wasn't really talking to anybody she would just sleep when people were in the room and I walked in and she looked directly at me and she said Lorelai which is what she always called me Mm -hmm. uh she said Lorelai and she just reached out and she grabbed my hand and brought it to her lips and kissed my hand and then she made me sit down and she just sat and like stroked my hair and it was like she was comforting me even though she was the one that was passing Mm -hmm. and after that it's like she didn't want anyone else to help her. She didn't want anyone else in the room because everybody else's energy was just so, they were stressed and upset and bickering between each other. And I showed up just, you know, this peaceful energy because I'm there to see her and Mm -hmm. ease her pain through laying hands if at all possible. And Mm -hmm. she felt that. And it was, it was really great. It was, you know, kind of what she had taught me my whole life. I actually was able to help ease her pain with a little bit while I was there oh yeah oh my gosh that's that's so cool and that's such a good like I don't know memory to have of such a sad occasion I think it's good to have that like yeah definitely yeah Yeah. um but back to the paranormal Mm -hmm. um I mean like I like you said yeah I was a spooky kid yeah um I was thinking about it actually and I had forgotten about this and when you asked me to come on the show mm-hmm. I had forgotten my very first experience when I was little oh I was just about um, to ask you I about was, that <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about like what am I gonna I because I know the kind of stuff like the sensational stuff that I've told people but like I had completely repressed this mm-hmm. and I so I was I was so little I mean I was so little maybe like three or four Mm -hmm. I was so young and it's amazing to me that I can remember this but I do um I was laying on the couch with my dad and we were napping at his house and it was an afternoon a bright sunny afternoon and I open my eyes and I wake up and there are these two creatures standing in front of me and don't laugh (laughs) especially knowing what I do on my show but they looked like they looked like midget sasquatch Oh my gosh. And I mean, I was three or four years old. I had mm-hmm. no idea what a Sasquatch is. Oh yeah. You know, and they had like this straw colored hair, this sandy colored hair, and they were long all over their body. Like the hair was long. Mm-hmm. It was like a more realistic cousin it, but it had a face. Mm-hmm. They both had a face and it was like a dad or a, a parent and a child. Mm-hmm. But they were both so short and they were like almost eye level with me. And that's how little they were. Oh, wow. And I just looked at them and they, the parent reached out and slapped me. Oh my God. And I remember just grabbing my face like, oh my gosh. And it, it had slapped me and it, it's like it was telling me like, you weren't supposed to wake up, go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like squeezing my eyes shut and covering my face. And then, like, pulling my hands down, and I was shaking, and they were gone, and I rolled over and, like, you know, woke up my dad, and I was telling him about my face, and I was shaking, and, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I was awake the whole time. I mean, I was awake when all that happened. Oh, my gosh. It was, 
so weird. And if that happens, so I worry about stuff like that happening to my kids. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be so able to come tell me if something like that happens so right. that I can protect them. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't imagine that happening to a child or a child being scared of something in their room and they're too scared to go to tell their parent because their parents going to yell at them to get back in bed. You know, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I just take it. I just can't fathom my kids being terrified in their bed and unable to move. That mm-hmm. scares me. That is, Oh but. my gosh, that is so scary. I, uh, it made me think when you were talking earlier about your grandmother, um, I remember one time, we had gone on vacation to Colorado and it, this is when my grandmother and my dad were both still living. And so it was just the five of us, like my grandparents, my parents and me. And I was probably, I might've been like 16, 15, somewhere in there. And we went, I think to garden of the gods. And I remember sitting out on this like deck area where you could get like refreshments and kind of like just look out at the park and kind of chill for a little bit. Cause you've done a lot of walking, that sort of thing. And, um, Mm -hmm. my grandma and my mom were sitting there like the, my dad and my grandpa were not with us. They were at the car or something. I don't know what they were doing, but it was just my mom and my grandma and me. And it was the first time my grandma ever told me any kind of spooky story about herself. And it was so weird because it was like broad daylight. It wasn't like the kind of typical setting for imparting, Mm -hmm paranormal wisdom to your grandchild or anything like that it was just kind of like just very sunny and like we're sitting out there the sun's kind of setting that sort of thing and um she told me that ever since they moved into their new house which is the house that's like right next door to us now um when they moved in there my grandma said that at night she would always be the first person to go to bed and we lived with them for a little while and like I know that that's true like she would she would be the first one of us all to go to bed and she mm-hmm. swore that some nights she could feel a presence like in the room with her. And then she would feel someone sit at the foot of the bed, like kind of feel that mm. indentation on the bed. Yeah. And to her, oh like God. I, and I asked her, I said, you know, like, what do you think it is? And, um, she said, I think it's my mom. And she said, oh. she felt like it was her mother coming to her just kind of like, a comforting kind of like, Hey, I'm sitting with you as you're going to bed, kind of like having a chat and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was so cool, especially because my grandma wasn't afraid. Like she was, she was like, I think it's my mom, you know, and I don't, I don't think it's anything bad. And, um, she was just so open about it. And that's one of my favorite memories of her is her sharing that story. Like that was, that's that was awesome. so cool. Yeah. That was, that that's was really awesome. Cool. And it's, it's comforting, you know, yeah. it's comforting that she was so open to it and that she, you know, mm-hmm. it gave her peace. Oh, That's yeah. amazing. Because I definitely feel That's like, amazing. I feel like I'm kind of, I'm probably, I, I don't know if I would go so far to say like the black sheep, like my family loves me and everything. Like they're always, they're all mm-hmm. wonderful to me and everything. But I, I do think that I'm kind of like the black sheep in some ways, like in some of the things that yeah, I right. believe and that sort of stuff. But yeah, that was that was really, really cool. Um, and my grandpa, my grandpa was actually the first person to ever talk to me about the possibility of reincarnation being a thing. And Oh, right. Yes. And so for one Christmas, he bought me a book that was just full of accounts from Indian doctors, like in India, um, 
account, mm-hmm. accounts of children being born into families and having knowledge of other things in other parts of the country. So it was like a, yes. a accounts of reincarnation and stuff. So that was really, really cool that he like got me that for Christmas. And, you know, that was, that was right. Fun. But yeah. I oh mean, that's gosh. so supportive and, mm-hmm. and accepting of him. And oh yeah. I love those stories. And I actually, I had the opposite, um, effect that I didn't know until I was probably like, I think I was 12 mm-hmm. and I was going through, um, uh, before you get baptized, like I was going oh, through yeah, all yeah, of yeah. that at yeah. my dad's church. Mm-hmm. And, um, obviously it was, you know, important. It was very mm-hmm. important to me. I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't remember what the Methodists call it because like single sex calls it something different. Right. Um, but I, I didn't know that reincarnation was not a Christian thing. I didn't know that that wasn't a thing. Like I had grown up thinking like, that's how it is. Like you die and then you're reincarnated. And if you're bad, Mm -hmm. you come back as like a garden slug. And if you're good, you come back as, you know, like the president of the United States or a queen or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't until I was older and going through that, that I realized like, and I don't, I think I mentioned it or something and my dad shut me down so hard and he's like, no, that's not, a, you know, and he's not mm-hmm. like super preachy or anything, but he just like looked at me like, no, we don't, you know, that's not a Christian thing and blah, blah, right. blah. And I just looked at him like, why not? Yeah. I'm like, that's more motivating to me than anything else. Oh, I don't yeah. want to come back as somebody, you know, like yeah. a fly on a piece of poo. Oh you know? no, no, like, I totally, I totally, like, <laughs> I totally get that. Oh my gosh. Like, um, one of the things I was going to ask you, uh, this doesn't really have to do with reincarnation, but it just popped into my head. Um, have you ever had a paranormal experience that actually kind of like shook you or scared you or rattled you in some way? Um, definitely. Um, so the first, as an, I was a teenager, so I was like 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first really scary experience that I had, um, I was, laying in bed and I think I had fallen asleep with my lights on Mm -hmm. and it was late at night and I was in there, you know, like doing whatever teenagers do late at night. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, I opened my eyes and I was laying on my side, facing the side of the bed, you know, with the walkway next to it. And I opened my eyes and there was this brown cloth in front of my face and it looked like, um, burlap, but darker, like a chocolate colored yeah. burlap. Okay. And I remember looking at it and I reared my head back and it was like a monk's robe. And this, whatever it was, like lifted off the floor and up over my bed. And I rolled onto my back and grabbed my blanket and put it over my face because I was freaking terrified. Mm-hmm. And through the holes in the blanket, it was like a mesh blanket. And through the holes in the blanket, I could see it whipping back and forth above my bed. Oh, my God. And I don't know. I I don't know how long I laid there mm-hmm. before it went away. Yeah. You know, I do know that it, it finally went away and I was shaking and I just kind of pulled the covers down to my nose and kind of looked around. And mm-hmm. I was like terrified to get off the bed because I thought it was going to grab me. Um, but it never came back. But that was the first time I had like an apparition present itself to me in recent memory, you know, and, um, and it was so scary. And I had a few other things, definitely not as dramatic as that. Um, just so, 
since then, for the rest of my life until present day, happens all the time to me now, I will be asleep and I'll feel, it's like when you feel someone watching you, you know, oh, it's yeah, like, are yeah. you sense somebody is by you? So you wake up because you can feel somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and you wake up and you don't know why, but you know, um, so I'll wake up and this happened a lot after the monk incident as well. I wake up and there's something right in my face and mm. I rear back and it goes away. Oh my God. And it's like, and I, I hate it. I'm like, you guys, like yeah. y'all don't have to get that close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like our, I feel like y'all are my children. Y'all don't have to put it in my eyes and <laughs> yeah. see it. Like back up a little. You're like I can and, see it from a foot away. It's okay. I'm like, I know I don't have my contacts in, but I can see you just fine, honey. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't have so to actually I, touch like, my eyeball. Yes. And so um, that happens a lot is I get those apparitions that are just like they're mm. in my face. I rear back and they go away. Yeah. Or I wake up and I see them standing in the doorway or beside the door mm. or walking through the door. But it's never like definite enough that I can say, oh, that was a man. That was a woman. It's just like a it's just a slip of something that I see. Mm-hmm. Kind um, of like a generally have, humanoid shape kind of a thing. I don't know. Not even that. It's okay. like a wisp. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Energy. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. Um, definitely. I would say, and it's not necessarily a shadow. Sometimes it's a mm-hmm. shadow. Sometimes it's just like a, I don't, I don't know, a lighter version, a wisp. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but I have had, <laughs> This one was funny, and honestly, I I did not. I don't do drugs. I didn't mm-hmm. take any Nyquil, and I, yeah. I do hallucinate on Nyquil. I'm not oh, gonna God. lie; like none of oh. these are Nyquil induced. Oh I'm, my God! Okay, I am so, so bad about Nyquil. Before you before you tell that, okay, I have a funny hallucination story. Okay, so um, mm-hmm. it's only funny like in hindsight. Okay, so years ago, right, I, right. I was having really bad insomnia, which I'm having right now. Um, because of like COVID-19, like, yeah, everybody, I read an article about how like everyone is having terrible insomnia right now, just because this is such a, it's like a collective traumatic experience. And it um, really is. Yeah. And we're not resting. It's it's horrible. Yeah. I, my sleep schedule is Mm -hmm. so messed up. It's so awful. But, um, when I was, (laughs) uh, when I was like in my early twenties, I was having insomnia and I had a doctor that, Um, we tried several different sleeping medications and then finally we tried Lunesta, which like, okay, so I did not know a whole lot about Lunesta and my doctor didn't really tell me anything other than like, Hey, it's a sleeping pill. You should take it and definitely go to bed right away. And I'm like, okay, so I get it home and I like, I take it and probably within 30 minutes of taking it, I have a phantom taste in my mouth. Like the kind that, um, I don't remember, I think it tasted like oranges maybe. And I remember thinking that I was having a stroke. Like I was like, Oh my God, something like, yeah, exactly. Like my brain must be bleeding. Like this is, this is not good. And, um, on that same medication, I don't remember if it was the same night or if it was a different night, but I started screaming because I could see a giant tarantula hanging from oh. atop my closet door 
just like hanging over it, looking at me like huge. Oh like, my God. yes, like the size of the door. And I think actually the reason that I hallucinated a tarantula was because I'd been reading, um, the Cirque de Freak series. And in that series, um, mm-hmm. the boy or the main vampire guy has a pet tarantula that like sings and dances. And so I was like, Oh my God, oh my I God. hallucinated a tap dancing spider because that's my life. <laughs> so, Oh my God. It was oh awful though. It, it seemed so real. Like it was, I was terrified. Like it was, it was so, Oh my God. And it's the kind of thing that like, um, especially that experience combined with the fact that like I've been hospitalized for mental health things before. It makes me feel so Mm -hmm. sympathetic to people who have auditory and visual hallucinations on the regular all the time. I cannot even like if anyone is listening that has anything that causes that you are so strong. Like that is amazing. Mm -hmm. I cannot even Mm -hmm. begin to fathom it. You are a rock star. That is, that is so awesome. Like not knowing if what you're seeing or feeling is reality or not, but it sure feels damn real. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is so hard. And I, I, I have a friend who is schizophrenic Mm -hmm. and she, she didn't tell me for a long time and after she Mm -hmm. told me a lot of things made sense like she would hear people talking about her or talking about me and she would get so upset and tell me and I'm like I'm like sweetie no like they they didn't say a word like that she's like no I heard them um Mm -hmm. you know so that was but once she told me and I was able to support her better yeah like it I think it helped obviously both of us because I was able to be a better friend and she Mm -hmm. was able to um have somebody not necessarily know what she's going through but just understand her quirks and you yeah. know her trials at so, least yeah at least, um, like, I do have to say oh go ahead oh no, no I was just gonna say like at least to have someone understand that something is going on like that there's mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I was gonna tell you it's so funny that you brought that up about the hallucinating and the spider okay so I have a story about hallucinations yeah, I had taken some NyQuil. Okay, mm-hmm. and full um, full disclosure, uh, when I was 17, I moved back in with my mom in Texas, mm-hmm. and um, I slept in her bed with her like a big old baby mm-hmm. um, for years because, you know, that's my mommy, and I'm a mommy girl. Yeah. Um, so I was asleep in her bed with her, mm-hmm. and I had taken NyQuil because I had been sick, and I woke up, and there was a red dragon and this is how I know it was a hallucination and not real because the real things that I see mm-hmm. are never vivid. They don't really have color, right? right. So <laughs> so there was a red little bitty dragon, little bitty thing, like Mushu, but not as cute. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> that would be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, it was like Mushu. Anyway, it was like doing that, you know, floaty things that Chinese dragons do where they just look mm-hmm. like they're floating. It was doing that over my head. Oh and I woke God. up and I reached up to grab it. And I was yeah. trying to grab this dragon because I wanted him as a pet. He was so cute. Mm-hmm. And I reach up and I feel something smack me on the forehead. I mean, like flat. And I was like, ah, I was like, what is going on? And at that time I realized like, Lauren, you're hallucinating. You're tripping right now. Like, yeah. And so I, I sit up <laughs> and I'm like, mom, 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 turn on the light turn on the light mom and she's on the other side of me like the farthest from the light (laughs) she gets up and she she goes and turns on the light and I look around and I look like I kind of turn around like towards my pillow Mm -hmm. and above my pillow on the shelf is the 
biggest freaking spider I've ever seen in my entire life. And what had hit me, it was on my hands. And when I lifted my hands, it fell onto my face and smacked me in the forehead. Oh, God. And I let out this B-movie screech. I mean, I was screaming like on a broken record. I was not stopping. Yeah. And my mom like runs over there and she had, she collects pins, like cookie pins and Mm. like all these different kinds of pins. And so she grabbed a pin and starts trying to kill it. And she's just like chopping off legs. And it's like, doing that still going. (laughs) Yeah. It's scrabbling. Oh, I was screeching and like jumping up and down on the bed. So traumatic, right? Oh my god! Like that's probably the scariest story I'll tell all night, right there. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> my yeah. heart's pounding. Oh, that <laughs> man! When I hallucinated that spider, that really scared. It terrified me. But oh my god, I was actually yeah. last just last night. I was laying in bed, and um, thanks to insomnia, I was up watching. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of the BuzzFeed Unsolved, um, paranormal and also oh, yes. the true crime. And then I started watching Ruining History also. And I was just kind oh, of like, God. I don't even know how I got going on this thought pattern, but I was just like, I was like, okay, so I live in Oklahoma and Oklahoma is in America and America is part of North America and North America is part of the earth and the earth is part of the solar system. And I like started like thinking all these things. And I was like, where is space? Like, where are we? Like kind of, and I was just like going further and further down this rabbit hole. And I was just like, you have got to stop. You need sleep. Like this is, this is not good. Oh my God. I hate that. I hate yeah. that. I'm just like, really, like now is when we're going to do this mm-hmm. right now. Right. I'm yeah. Like, just think of the ocean and go sleep. Yeah. Please. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it doesn't work. One of the things, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, um, have you ever been anywhere that um, has been reportedly haunted or anything like that? Like a hotel or a theater or any, any location <laughs> that was haunted? Yes. Um, so I, been on a few paranormal like um ghost hunts um paranormal research expeditions Mm -hmm. um they i kind of tagged along and i I wasn't that impressed um actually the most exciting place that i've been to uh dustin and i get into it about this because i was there and he wasn't but he likes to argue with me um (laughs) can you tell that we're best friends like we argue like brother and sister Um, yes oh my gosh yes is the The San Antonio ghost track. Mm-hmm. Um, so where the bus full of kids got hit by a train and oh, now yeah, 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 if yeah. you park, right. And you park on the track, put your car in neutral mm-hmm. and they will push you across. Okay. Um, so Justin tries to argue. He's like, yeah, Miss Busters did a thing. And mm-hmm. um, they, they realize, you know, it's the slope of the thing. And I'm like, okay. He's like, it's an optical illusion. I'm like, yeah. okay. So, it's uphill. Mm-hmm. So they like, you know, it's an, it drives me crazy because I was there. We put baby powder on the bumper mm-hmm. and after it pushes you across, you like coast into this little parking lot beside the track. Mm-hmm. And we, everybody got out. Like we were in a line of cars doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody gets out and they're all shining flashlights. And this, <laughs> I will never forget this lady next to us, like shrieked mm-hmm. and then passed smooth out whoa um, oh my god I mean, she lost it because you know and then on our vehicle as well you could see little handprints and oh they were god. not mine that just gave me chills i've never touched this lady's truck 
Oh. Yeah, I mean, me too. Um, oh and you could feel it like it, it, so you're sitting there in neutral and like you just feel it kind of shudder and mm-hmm. then you just like it picks up speed. No, 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 wait, it didn't shudder. I'm sorry, it did not shudder. Mm-hmm. That's what made it so weird to me was that all of a sudden it just rolled. Yeah. And it just started rolling and like even consistent speed and then it went over. Oh, that's so weird. It was just so crazy. And so I've done a lot of research like on that. Um, reading that story, looking mm. at pictures, stuff like that, you know, and there's so many people out there that have debunked it and said it's not true and all that. And I'm like, okay, but did you do it? Yeah. Did you go actually do the thing? Right. Because I did. And it was real. Mm-hmm. It was real to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. I need, I need to go more haunted places. I, um, when I was, I think I I've know. talked, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I went to a haunted hotel when I was younger and I was the one who like talked my group of adults into doing that. And then I was like the mm-hmm. biggest baby the entire time we were there. I was like, I'm not going out of the room at night. Like, no, like we're not going down the hall looking for ghosts. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, that's just oh insane. My God, that's so funny. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's it was so, so funny. it was so bad. And like my, you know, if they had not enjoyed history and stuff like that, I think my family would have been very mad at me. <laughs> but it was kind of, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. But um, so, so one of the things that we talked about before we were planning on doing this was you had a specific story that you were like, I don't know if this will be too much. And I was like, no, <laughs> it is definitely not too much for my audience. Like they will love this. This is definitely like, yes, let's let. So mm-hmm. I will let you have the floor and discuss what we talked about. Okay. Okay. Um. So when I was a teenager, when this started, um, I would wake up uh, to a presence sitting on my, my whole body was just like pushed down into the bed, like a heavy weight was on me. And I could not scream, I couldn't move. All I could do was just blink and like open my mouth, but no air would come out. Um, like, or no sound would come out, no air. Mm-hmm. No sound would come out, I couldn't move a muscle. Yeah. And um, this started happening when I was a teenager and it would always be accompanied by nightmares, right? So. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, I started, it it happened so much that I could start to tell when it was going to happen. So, um, I was like in the dream, I've always been one that I can control my dreams so I can make them be good or bad. I can make Mm -hmm. them like, they say, if you can like, you know, turn on the lights in your dream or whatever, that, um, you control your dream, which I do it all the time. Like lucid Um, dreaming. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've always like, I love my dreams. Like, I mm-hmm. get to take vacations and live other lives in my dreams. Yeah. It's amazing. It's crazy um, because, like, so people when, who have not experienced that don't always believe that it's real. And, like, I can tell you for a fact, lucid dreaming mm-hmm. is real and you can teach yourself to mm-hmm. do it. You do not have to be born yes. with the ability. You can learn it because I did. Right. Like, it is. And when it right. happens the first time, like, for me, I tried for <laughs> six months to have a lucid dream. I did all the techniques. And then finally, mm-hmm. when I quit trying, I had one. And ever since yeah, then, your subconscious was like, okay, exactly. Yeah. And ever since then I have them probably now I have them about like once or twice a month. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. but you can definitely teach yourself how to do that. If you've never heard of it, look it up. It's really mm-hmm. cool. So it's really awesome. Um, mm-hmm. it's like taking control of your dreams. Yes. Um, so in my dreams, I would know when, when I was about to be attacked, what mm-hmm. I call it attacked. 
by this entity or whatever it was mm-hmm. um, because I would hear this like roaring in my ears, like this, like not a roaring, but this like rush of noise. Yeah. And then it would get really dark. It was like the, it's like all the shadows surrounding me just like were creeping in. Mm-hmm. And so I would run and I would try to pull on the light chain or flip the light switch and it wasn't happening. And then I would try to call out for help to so-and-so in my dream, whoever it was. And they couldn't hear me because nothing was coming out. And then that's when I would wake up and be completely awake. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. I was just laying there. Um, it was, and I've had it happen, a, I mean, a lot, a lot. And the, the scariest time, and I mean, this, oh, it, people, so the thing about sleep demons or whatever is that um, people are like, well, honey, it's actually sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. okay? And it's when your body is in REM and you're like, especially if you're overtired, exhausted, having panic attacks, stuff like that. If you're like so stressed, um, that's when it really, you're susceptible to it or when you sleep on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, Lauren, it's sleep paralysis, sweetheart. Like it's just when your body is asleep and, but you wake up and it, your mind hallucinates and projects your nightmare onto real world, onto reality, mm-hmm. which is a terrifying statement, even yeah. if it is a medical condition. Yeah, I'm exactly. using my air quotes right now. Okay. Like, it's like, I'm even if, air quotes. even if that, yeah, air quotes, like that's still terrifying. <laughs> right. Like that's still, um, I don't know about you, but I, I would like my nightmares to not be projected on reality at any time. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's just not. <laughs> So I looked up the, I was looking up the definite actually before I got on this show because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so basically science calls BS on it and they're like, it's sleep paralysis. It's your body doing a thing. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. the scariest time this happened to me, this uh, quote unquote sleep paralysis, I was having a dream that my friend Claire was staying the night. Mm-hmm. And in the dream, Claire, I remember like we were laying in bed and like chit chatting and gossiping like girls. Mm-hmm. And she like sits up and she just looks at me and her eyes are bright yellow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like super demonic. And this yeah. was before I saw Supernatural. Okay. So I just want to point that out. Yeah. Not, not the yellow eyed demon. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so she looks at me and then she roars. Oh my and God. And then. She starts to come across the bed at me, but Mm. when she puts her hand down to crawl towards me, Mm. the weight from her hand is like 20 times more than a human could possibly weigh. Right. And she's coming towards me. And I remember I like, because, you know, lucid dreaming, you can make yourself wake up. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I made myself wake up and I jumped out of bed and I, I was running towards the door to my bedroom and I got to the doorway and something invisible, I don't know what it was, grabbed me around the waist and pulled me back into the bedroom. Oh and I God. grabbed the door frame and was like fighting it and uh-huh. I got loose and I ran around the corner to the base of the stairs. I was going to go upstairs to my mom's room uh-huh. like the two times I slept in my own bed, right? So uh-huh. I'm going, <laughs> I get around the base of the stairs and my mom's dog, Cookie, is sitting at the base of the stairs 
looking at me and it's like she was waiting for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And she looks at me and she turns around and she runs up the stairs and I run right after her. Just like the hounds of hell are on my heels. Right. Yeah. So anyway, then I wake up again Mm -hmm. for real this time and I jump out of bed and run to the door because I already know what's happening. I have chills all over my body right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I run through the doorway. I make it through the doorway. I run around and Cookie is sitting at the base of the stairs. Ugh, and oh, my God. <laughs> she turns around and she runs upstairs. And I run up right behind her again. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I just know that, like, Cerberus is on my tail, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was terrified. So I get upstairs and I get in bed with my mom and I am shaking and I didn't get in bed like softly. Like I straight up like barrel rolled into Mm -hmm. that bed and I curl up next to her and I'm shaking and I'm like crying and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to wake her up. And any time that I had this happen to me, my mom, it's like she was drugged. She would not wake up for anything. And if she did, she was not coherent. She would like, okay okay and she'd go back to sleep Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't know that just all kind of and every single time I've had this happen she's been that way or like later on in life when it happened when I was married to my husband Mm -hmm. or I am married to my husband um you know after I got married yeah um he would be the same way he would not wake up for anything um anyway so so I went and got in bed with my mom I know it's weird so I went and got in bed with my mom Mm -hmm. and I'm like shaking and I finally calm down and I fall mm-hmm. back asleep. And then um, it kind of morphed. Like it, I was dreaming and I was dreaming that I was sitting on the living room couch downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I was aware in my dream that this had already happened, that, um, that that had all happened with the thing in my room and blah, blah, blah. And so I was sitting on the couch and in my dream, I was telling my brother about it. And he was sitting on the couch next to me and he gets up and goes to the kitchen and all of a sudden like the place where he was sitting on the couch was still indented like he never got up Mm -hmm. and I looked at it and all of a sudden it was like all I can think of is like a steamroller um like came across the cushions pushing the cushions down and I could hear Mm -hmm. the couch like groaning and it came over me and it held me down and like was holding me down again and I mean I thought I was awake. I was obviously dreaming, and, but it happened again. And I wake up and I can't move and I can't make any noise. Yeah. And then I wake up for real. Oh my God. And so that's apparently sleep paralysis is what that is. But yeah. Oh, I mean, it's happened to me. I know like, oh. like you need that, right? Yeah. Um, so it's happened to me so much over the years and it does happen more when I'm stressed, when I'm like beyond exhausted, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, when I'm really anxious. Um, but I've noticed in my dreams or when it, when I can feel it about to happen, I have trained myself where I make my foot kick, Mm -hmm. um, in real life. Like I make my body like full on jerk and twitch until it wakes me up in real life. Oh, wow. And so it's like, I've learned the signs of it because it's happened enough that I've learned the signs of it to where I can kind of snap myself out of it and set it down. Oh, I absolutely like 110% believe that because I know that, when I was like learning, trying to learn how to lucid dream, I remember one of the techniques that they mm-hmm. tell you is like to establish a key, which is like, um, 
you pick some object that's like super specific, like, um, I don't, I don't know, something that would really stand out to you. And you tell yourself, if I see this in my dream, I'm going to realize I'm dreaming. And so mm-hmm. it sounds kind of like that. Like if you can make yourself do that action, it's kind of like it right. kicks you out of the dream, like literally and, you know, figuratively mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I mean, that's, and that's the thing I was like, I messaged Dustin. I was like, should I talk about this? I mean, because people like, mm-hmm. they can either be, you know, really freaked out by it yeah. or they can be really harsh saying like that's sleep paralysis. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but when you go through it, it feels, right. and they're called, so they're called sleep demons, night mm-hmm. hags, um, stuff like that. Like they have all kinds of names because there's like, you know, in the lore and the mythical mm-hmm. um, creatures, there's a night hag that will come and sit on your chest right. um, while you're sleeping, right? Which is and where the phrase off of your fear and your nightmare. Which is where the phrase uh, yeah, hag so, comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so you know, it, these things, like, yeah, it might be scientifically called sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. but it sure as hell feels like a sleep demon to me. Right. And I... I feel like I'm attacked when it happens. Yeah. So I, you know, that's what I call it. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, when I was, a, you know, an attack happened last night and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, oh, it, yeah. it's terrifying and I hate it. And I've talked to a lot of people that it's happened to. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them weren't as nice as mine, you know, yeah. I'm not saying mine was nice, but some were not, mm-hmm. some were worse than mine. Um, actually when I was looking it up for the show, Oh my God. Like, I screenshotted it and sent it to Dustin and I was oh like, God. I mean, I know I was kind of, Wah. yeah, like I, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with it. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, it talks about, you know, REM and then it mm-hmm. says people know it as ghost oppression in China and in the U S some people relate it to alien abduction. Whoa. And right. Afri- <laughs> right. In African culture, Sleep paralysis is interpreted as the devil riding your back, where yeah. the demons have sex with people in their sleep. Succubus, incubus. I was totally thinking yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. And so, I mean, this is like this. This has happened across the world, and it's named something different in all cultures. Mm. And I was just like, well, I mean, I can't really say that I enjoy having it happen, but it could be worse. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I I guess I got off kind of (laughs) easy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't want it to happen to anybody, and I especially don't want, you know, that. But um, how old did you say you were you were about 17 the first time it happened? Mm -hmm. Do they do they ever talk about it happening to children? Um. Well, the article or the mm-hmm. I've done a ton of research on this. Yeah, it happens more to adolescents. Okay, um, but it does happen to adults now. Kids, I I think it does happen to children. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think probably most adults blow it off as a nightmare. Yeah, you know, oh, and sure. I yeah I don't say that to be unkind, mm-hmm. but honestly, um, adults no, are think... pretty prone to chalking it up to imagination. And, oh yeah. Um, you know, that's why kids can see, you know, they can see apparitions and mm-hmm. they can see ghosts and, 
you know, they can see things that we can't because they're not tainted by that mindset yet. They don't have that social programming that says this is not okay to talk mm-hmm. about. This is weird. Right. And you will right. be perceived and my kids, as crazy. Yeah. Right. My kids know. They know what's up. Um, mm-hmm. We invite that conversation. I do. Um, we, you know, like after my husband's grandfather passed, my mom and I were sitting in the room with Adam in, uh, in our bedroom. And the door just opens and stops and then opens the rest of the way. And we look at Adam and he was like, he was about 18 months, I guess. No, he was probably Mm -hmm. two, I guess. Um, And we look at him and we said, um, we were like, hey, Adam, who was that? And he looked at us and he goes, that's Papa. Papa, go bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. And... And we just looked at each other and he was so young that mm-hmm. he didn't really know Papa. He didn't really know to call him Papa, you know? Right, yeah. Um, he, and so he just looked at us, Papa, go bye-bye. And he just said it and he goes back to playing and like, no big deal. He didn't really care about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, I looked at my mom and, you know, I kind of look to my kids for that kind of stuff. Like if I see something, I look at my kids to see if they've seen it because mm-hmm. they're so much more sensitive to it than adults are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my, my cousin, uh, although, oh, go ahead. oh no, uh, my cousin who was on the show, Shelby, her daughter actually had an experience kind of like that when she was living in their grandmother's house. Um, her daughter kind of, she had never met my aunt who is Shelby's grandmother, but the <laughs> little girl, it was almost like she saw her and she mm-hmm. used a, she used a name that wasn't quite exactly her name. Her name was Wanda. And the little girl kind of said something that was similar to that. And it was really weird. Like it was very, cause it was Wanda's house and like Wanda had never met this little girl. And like, it was very eerie kind of a thing, but also comforting kind of like, you know, right. This is amazing. Yeah. I love stuff like that though. Mm-hmm. Like that. I don't, to me, as long as my kids aren't scared of what mm-hmm. it is, you know, oh, I yeah. still usually do a blessing because, yeah, you know, it's just it makes me feel better. But um, because I don't want an entity to be nice to my kids, and it turns out it's not a nice entity. You know, oh, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I have this like fear of my kids making friends with something that is like using them. You know, and so mm-hmm. I just go ahead and bless my house after they do something. Um, but it, you know, it's not always good what they see. Um, mm-hmm. like Charlie, the creepy painter guy. Yeah. Um, but um. <laughs> Like Adam, he, this was after the Papa thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was about three and I was putting him to bed and he would cry and cry. And I'm like, bud, what is going on? And he's like, mama, every time you close the door, they come. And I'm like, oh, what? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, who comes, buddy? <laughs> who comes? And he's like, the creeps, the creeps come. And I'm like, the creeps? Oh I'm like, God. what do they do, bud? And he goes, every time they come, they go, ooh. Oh, my gosh. And I said, okay, bud, you can come sleep with me. And all I could think of when he said it was like the Creek Indians. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's all I could think of was like maybe, you know, there was a spirit there that was not happy. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I just, it freaked me out. So I blessed my house after that for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I was actually going to say because, you know, I have to tell you this because you know Dustin. Yeah. Um, so in December, we were going to South Arkansas for mm-hmm. a, a 
uh, Bigfoot outing. Mm-hmm. And I drove down the night before to his house because I was going to ride with him. And I stayed the night at his house. I slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And there were two kids standing beside the recliner um, past the foot of the couch. Whoa. And I looked at him and I just kind of, I kind of glanced over and I thought it was his daughters, um, CJ and Daisy. And so I was like, oh, you know, they got up in the middle of the night. They realized I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for them to come over and like snuggle with me, you know, because yeah. I love his girl. Yeah. Well, I... I real, you know, I'd go back to sleep or whatever. I'm like, they'll make their way over there. They think they're being sneaky, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes again and they, they're a little bit closer, but they didn't make any noise. Like there wasn't, oh, you know, the yeah. oh my that, God. <laughs> like oh. the little noises that people make, you know, the stepping yeah, yeah. of carpet, the breathing, mm. sniffling, yeah. something, nothing. Oh my and God. So at that point I go, oh. I go, okay, um, those are ghosts. Yeah. Right. And so I go back to sleep because that's like a normal thing for me. I don't really care as mm-hmm. long as they don't mess with me. I love my sleep. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, like I yeah. could wake up and like Elvis's ghost could be standing next to my bed and I would literally be like, what up? And go back to sleep. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I love my sleep that much. Oh, <laughs> so, I love sleep. I love anyway. it so much. I miss it so much right <laughs> <too>. now. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know. So the next morning I got up, like we got up at like four o'clock in the morning or something because we were leaving so early Mm -hmm. and I went to the bathroom and while I was in the bathroom, I texted Dustin from the bathroom to the kitchen. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Hey, I'm like, um, I saw your girls last night and he goes like immediately fires back and he goes, shut up. And I'm like, um, okay. I said, no, really. I saw your girls standing next to the recliner. Mm-hmm. And I come out and he's like, Lauren, shut up. It's too early for that crap. Like, knock it off. Yeah. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, okay. And I said, but, and he goes, shut up. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And so we go get in the truck and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, now you can tell me what you were going to tell me. He's like, I didn't want you to talk about it in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So last night, and I told him exactly what I told you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Lauren, like, are you messing with me right now? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm dead serious. I yeah. said, I saw Daisy and CJ. And he goes, Daisy's at her mom. She's not here. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, well, I said, you have ghost children in your home. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, they seem nice. So uh, <laughs> they CJ nice. has playmates. <laughs> they seem nice. CJ yeah. has some playmates. I said, they're probably fine. If you want me to do a blessing, I can. But yeah. otherwise, I really think you're okay. They're just going to be there kind of watching over oh CJ for gosh. you. And he's oh. just like so mad at me yeah. for telling him. And then um, so I would bring it up over the next couple of weeks because, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not a big deal to me. Like this yeah. is not something that scares me or freaks mm-hmm. me out. But him, like he's not down with that. Yeah. He's, and, not, he's not down with the spirits. So then, <laughs> He's not okay, especially in his home. Yeah. And so a couple of weeks later, <coughs> sorry. Oh, you're fine. He, um, he Marco's me like Marco Polo video mm-hmm. chat. And he, he's like, okay. He's like, I have to tell you something. He's like, and I already know what you're going to say. He's like, but I have this, they had this like glass, like a, I think it had like clear rocks in it or something like a decorative glass bowl, like a vase. Mm-hmm. 
and it was on their coffee table. And he was in there working on his leather mm-hmm. um, at, in the kitchen, I think. And he hears this ringing sound, like this high pinging sound. And then all of a sudden, he hears this glass shatter. And he walks into the living room thinking that CJ had messed with it. And that glass is cleanly split in two. Whoa. And I'm, I mean, just separated, like not yeah. like shattered, just pink, and it's split in two. Oh, and that's crazy. CJ did not do it. Yeah. She didn't do it. And I was like, oh, I said it was your ghost kids. I said they're trying to get your <sighs> attention. I, I think he stopped speaking to me for a couple days after that. But, yeah. Um, oh, know. my gosh. Oh, that's so creepy. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it, though. I love all those stories. Oh, this has been so much fun. Oh my gosh. I know. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Like, I was oh. prepared for this last time. Yeah. And then um, we just talked about Bigfoot, which was great. But yeah. I was like, oh. You're like, I have but, more. Like, I had all this other stuff. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, so, I'm like, so happy that you came back on and you shared all of this. This has been so much fun. I've had fun, too. Thank you so much for having me back on. And, um, you know, anytime you need someone to talk with you about paranormal stuff, I am oh. definitely your girl. Girl, I'm going to hit you um, up. I love it. I've already got some stuff in I mind. I love it. So I'm going to hit you up. And anytime you want to go on uh-huh. a paranormal expedition, like go see some cemeteries yes. or something, oh. like I'm totally Let's down. Let's do it. Let's do I it. I say that, but I will probably be a bigger baby than you. But listen, oh, I don't know. Like, we I will, will still say we went out there. I will give you a run for your money, I'm sure. <laughs> like I am, I'm a pretty big baby. But um, oh, I was supposed to Dustin messaged me. He told me to remind you to talk about the special thing that you're doing well, for the relaunch um, event. Oh, um, oh no. What a jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we are redoing um, our show, Night Colors Bigfoot Radio. We are redoing the format and mm-hmm. we're moving to an uh, OBS system through YouTube. Yeah. Um, and so when we come back on, because we're taking a brief hiatus to get that rolling, when we come back on, Dustin, my dear best friend who is just I mean so supportive and mm-hmm. nice and not a jerk at all yeah um he offered up this little gem to our listeners that <laughs> they are they are to send in costume ideas to him privately and the best one Lauren will wear live on camera upon our return oh my gosh that's gonna be so much fun <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, I could have killed him. I could have killed him, but you know what? I deserved it because I had been giving him crap throughout the entire show. Yeah. And he came back. He came back hard. And yeah. Um, so <laughs> I told him, I was like, Justin, like, do you realize I'm either going to like end up in a bikini or dressed up as Donald Trump or uh, de- yeah. dressed up as Donald Trump in a bikini? Like, yeah. You realize what's <laughs> going to happen. Yeah, this is not, I do not envy you your position right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my and gosh. So when I, when I told him I was coming on your show, he's like, oh, are you? And I was like, um, I don't like your tone. Yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm excited. My best friend's going to be on a show. And I'm like, I, yeah. I have trust <laughs> You're like, issues. sure, no, sure. <laughs> no, I don't like this. Oh, <laughs> I my think God. I that's him funny. Off. That's I mean, so I funny. I was not, not supporting that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but um, so we're we're excited to relaunch the new show, the new format. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's going to be a good thing. But yes, um, you guys tune in, and you'll get to see me wearing something utterly ridiculous. I'm yes. sure. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm probably 
uh, 85% sure they're going to have me dress up as a spider because I hate spiders. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure. Probably. That sounds, you should, um, oh, well. you should dress up one of the dogs with you, like a sidekick. Yes. That'd be really cute. Oh, that'd be cute. You should do a secondary, a secondary that. like poll for what they want the dog to wear. So <laughs> I should do that. Yes. I mean, I have two dogs. I could yes. come up with some cute stuff. Oh yes. That would be, that I would be that. so That's much a good fun. idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yay. Um, well, I'm so glad that you were on and I want to, um, tell you guys go follow Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. It's great. And mm-hmm. Dustin and Lauren are so much fun. I am so glad that I've gotten to connect with both of them. And um, I wanted to remind you guys, if you want, go follow me on Twitch because your girl is going to be streaming tonight when this mm-hmm. airs. Um, we're going to be watching Hellier. You'll be able to see me live reacting to stuff and we'll be able to live chat with each other. Um, there's awesome. quite a few people that have RSVP'd for it in the Iriokis group. Um, but you don't have to RSVP. I just put it out there so that everybody would know what's going on. Um, follow on Facebook, follow on Instagram and Twitch, I guess now, cause that's a thing that I'm doing. So, um, I actually thought about, <laughs> I actually thought about, okay, so I love horror video games, but like I said, mm-hmm. I'm a huge baby. So I have this one game that I literally only played the first chapter and got so scared mm-hmm that I have not played it since. And it's been like three months. And I thought I was like, you know, it might be entertaining if I like streamed myself playing this game because I get like emotional, like I get really scared. Like it's not, it's mm-hmm. not a very, it's not pretty like, but I think it might be entertaining it's, it's for someone. Yeah. Like it's, it's funny, like after it happens, but like, as it's happening to me, mm-hmm. I'm terrified. <laughs> right right i'm the same way oh my gosh um you need to have that like somebody else there with you yeah who's kind of like also scared but um kind of evens you out a little bit and then you need to stream that that would be great that would be so that would be fun yeah i need to make that happen that would be super fun all right well you guys thanks for tuning in and i wanted to also before i forget i wanted to say um Shout out to the people that have been sending me messages lately. Like I got a really awesome message last night from a teacher and I won't like name you on air in case you don't want me to do that. But she shared some really cool stuff with me that Irioki has actually been featured in a classroom. So that is really, really cool to me. Yeah, that is super cool. Um, yeah, so that, that made my night, made my day, like just made my weekend. So that's, that's really cool. But, um, everybody who's been messaging me, it's really good. I'm glad that you have because, I've been struggling lately feeling like I'm not doing good at all the things. And that makes me feel like maybe I am not doing mm-hmm. so bad. So that's good. But anyway, I'm in awe of you. I have to say that real quick. Like, I'm in awe of all that you do. Oh my gosh. Um, I was actually, so as a fellow podcast host, mm-hmm. like I see your presence on social media. I mm-hmm. see how like you're in the comments, you're sharing like excellent content, excellent material. Thank um, you. You're really interactive and the stuff that you share is great. And, and the posts that you put up, they're really personable. It's not like, hey, go like and share my channel. Great. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is my favorite thing. And here's why. And this is this. And hey, look at this. And so I actually was like slightly envious. Like I looked yeah. at all your stuff and I'm just like, gosh, I'm like, I have got to get on this girl's level. She is. Oh, so my gosh. That I need is her so... to be my podcast Yoda. Oh, my God. That is so <laughs> sweet. Thank you so much. That means so much to me, seriously, because like Absolutely. you you are so good at this like that. You know, I, that means so much to me. Like, thank you. That that really made me happy. 
Um, but yeah, of course. And I'm telling the truth. Um, thank you. So you're on it and your listeners love you. So thank just... you. Oh, you guys are the best. I love <laughs> all of you and stay spooky. Stay spooky.